0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove Podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.
0: There's a famous Pablo Picasso quote. He said, Good artists copy, great artists steal. There's a lot I find really interesting about that quote. aside from like the notion that uh, you know a good artist learns from others and copies what they've done, but a, a great artist takes it and makes it their own and transforms it in some way. like that's an idea I can totally get behind. but what I find really interesting about that specific quote is Pablo Picasso didn't really say that. Or at least, there's not a lot of evidence of it. But there's also some evidence. Picasso might have stolen more than just that quote. I feel like Who Art Ed? We'll to splice Who Art we'll Mr. Wood Art <laughs> Ed me. Yeah. Either way, it works on so many levels. I know. That's a great start. Okay. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. For this week's Fun Fact Friday, we're going to be looking at Pablo Picasso and some of the shady aspects of his dealing. Now, getting back to that quote that I started with, um, Picasso is often said to have have stated that good artists copy and great artists steal. Uh, It's not like the attribution on that is not really solid. Uh, He might have said something to that effect. He might have even said that. It's really hard to say for sure, but we do know there is strong documentation that in about 1920, T.S. Eliot wrote, Immature Poets Imitate, Mature Poets Steal. So there was an expression of essentially the same notion of creative appropriation um, coming from another artist, a writer at that time, probably before Picasso was said to have stated good artist copy, great artist steal. And that's not the only example of Picasso possibly occupying this space of a little bit of plagiarism or ideas being attributed to Picasso that maybe originated with another artist. In early 1914, Diego Rivera, uh, the famous Mexican mural artist, uh, he went to Europe to study. And he, he quickly became friends with Pablo Picasso. And their friendship ended abruptly when Diego Rivera felt like Pablo Picasso was plagiarizing his work. At that time, Rivera was working in the Cubist style on a painting, Zapatista Landscape, and he was shocked and horrified later when he went to visit his friend Pablo in the studio, and he saw that Picasso was copying a lot of the same style and the same technique in his painting, Um, Picasso's painting being the man seated in shrubbery. Now, Picasso, to his credit, did later sort of paint out and paint over the offending details and, you know, got rid of the sort of Rivera-esque elements of that painting. But that accusation of plagiarism really did sort of abruptly end their friendship. And it divided not only Diego Rivera and Pablo Picasso, but it... It sort of reverberated through the art community as many people took sides. I'd say most people in Paris sort of took Pablo Picasso's side in that in that dispute, um, but a number of artists did express that they too kind of. They would hide their work when Pablo came to visit them in the studio because he had a little bit of a reputation for taking in what other people were doing taking it and making it his. Diego Rivera had this great quote. He said, I, I'm sick of Pablo. If he pinches something from me, people will rave about Picasso, Picasso. As for me, they'll say I copy him. Picasso is one of those artists that I always hear about, and the discussion around him centers around love the art, hate the artist. There's a lot of criticism of his personal behavior um, outside of his professional practice. You know, he wasn't always the nicest guy, to put it gently. But, But also, critics, contemporary critics point out that A lot of what he was doing that seemed so innovative for the time was he was just taking and appreciating the ideas of African artists and other less known and less respected artists and presenting it in a way that other people would accept because it came from Picasso. Now, interestingly, Pablo Picasso has been accused of stealing more than just ideas. In 1911, when the Mona Lisa was stolen, Pablo Picasso was a prime suspect for a little while. Now, he did not steal the Mona Lisa from the Louvre, but he was also not entirely innocent. About a week after the Mona Lisa was stolen, on August 29th, a young man walked into the Paris Journal. The paper identified him simply as the thief. And he basically goes through this rambling tell-all where he talks about how for years he had been just lifting and selling, like stealing minor artworks from the Louvre. Back then it really was not that hard. It's not like what we imagine in the movies. The guy who actually stole the Mona Lisa hid with it in a closet. And then just walked out with it under his coat. So the the thief is telling this story about how he had this hobby of stealing little works of art, and as proof, he did actually turn over a small statue that the curators at the at the Louvre uh, confirmed was an Iberian piece from the museum's exhibit on pre-Christian artifacts. So people started to wonder like was he responsible for stealing the mona lisa you know he seemed like a small thief who, who like could he really have pulled it off and then you know while the the paris journal refused to give up the name of their anonymous source they did use a pseudonym in one of his published confessions and it was pulled straight from the writings of a poet apollinaire Now, that poet, Apollinaire, he was part of Pablo Picasso's social circle. You know, he he was, um, you know, part of that modernist collective that was, you know, they were referred to as wild men of Paris. Now, the police believed that maybe this modernist circle of wild men of Paris could have been responsible for and sophisticated enough to pull off an art heist like the theft of the Mona Lisa, And so they started to investigate and this starts to get Picasso and Apollinaire panicked because they're sitting there thinking if they get caught, if they get caught up in all of this, they are going to be deported back to their home countries. And I say they're panicked if they get caught because they did not steal the Mona Lisa, but they were in possession of some stolen art. Picasso had some Iberian statues hidden in the back of his cupboard in um, in his Paris studio, and. You know, while he claimed like he had no idea where that came from, it was clearly stamped property of the Louvre. So Apollinaire and Picasso, in their panic, they actually packed up those statues into a suitcase. They took it down to the banks of the Seine River and they were going to throw it away to dispose of the evidence. But they just couldn't bring themselves to do it. Later that day, Picasso turned it over to the the Paris Journal. Eventually, Apollinaire is arrested. They went on trial for this. And while they tried to, tried to you know, come in with some of that bra- bravado and act all macho, you know, Picasso eventually just wept openly in court. He was hysterical. At one point, he even tried to say, like, he never even met Apollinaire, um, at a certain point the the judge overseeing this just dealing with all the contradictory and nonsensical testimony it sounds like he kind of just threw his hands up and said like this is embarrassing for everybody here and he dismissed the case he threw it out dismissed dismissed the men and like just gave them a stern lecture about about being better in their behavior and not stealing from the Louvre and that was about it there you have it Pablo Picasso one of the most prolific and popular artists of the 20th century some would argue one of the greatest artists of the 20th century but also one of the worst art thieves of the 20th century this concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and the website WhoArtEdPodcast.com. Podcast done.